Hi, folks. Welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money, tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration. In past episodes, we spoke about how to build an income and expense report, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you're spending your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what to look for on a net worth statement to see how close you are to complete financial choice. And today, we have as our guest, Simon Severino. Simon is the CEO of Strategy Sprints, the number one results-based business coaching firm. His team of certified strategy sprint coaches does only one thing, double the revenue of sales as a service and service businesses in 90 days. Simon, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. And let's get right to it with some questions. Excited to be here, Remy. Hello, Thank everybody. You. Describe what you do and why you do it. We help business owners of SaaS and service businesses run their company in, uh, in an easier way and also increase their cash flow through better sales. Why do we do it? Because we like to serve. And what is needed right now out there in the world, in, in, in our surroundings, in business owners, we see that people need help in having a good, healthy cash flow, also a good cash flow management. And that starts with getting better clients. And the second thing, they need more time because they work too much. And they are also parents. They are also friends. They are also wives and husbands, they, they have many hats and we want to help them stay sane, stay on top of things. Okay. Well, because the focus of the work that I do is uh, to raise philanthropists, is there a particular charity that you support? We pick one charity per year and we give a specific percentage of our profits. Uh, last year, it was Charity Water. This year, it will be picked by my team in December based on w where we think that it is needed right now. Great. And what did Charity Water do? They help get water in regions where it's not easy to have drinkable water. And uh, I know there's parts of the planet where that's definitely a struggle to get water that you could drink and not get sick. Thank you. When I see SAAS... I say, oh, shoot, what the heck is sales as a service? Tell me who your target markets are. Yeah, so software as a service and service businesses. Software as a service is people who are building something that you pay for, but you have a recurring usage. And that's usually software. Most of your apps are these kind of things. So people that create apps, for example, financial apps, apps that work on your phone, these are typically software as a service products. And the second uh, service business, a typical that we work with are consulting agencies, marketing agencies, and also wealth advisors, financial advisors. These are typical uh, service companies. And the problem that they have, it's, it's really people-driven. For example, you start as a, a financial advisor because you do good work, people tell their friends about you, and then let's say you reach a certain growth, you are doing now 300,000 per year, you, you are maxed out, you cannot take one more client. And uh, your friends say, hey, we miss you in the tennis uh, court. 
we miss you at the bowling uh, evening. Uh, where are you? Uh, we don't see you around and you look pale. These are the people we work with <laughs> because they need a smarter model. They are the center. They are the bottleneck of their business. And so they started it because they wanted more freedom. And now they have the opposite. They, the business runs them instead of they running the business. That, that is so typical. Yeah, I, I see that all the time. And one of my mentors had an expression, fish can't see the water they're swimming in. And they exactly. started a business to create freedom. They can't even see that they've taken it away from themselves. Yes. Um, what would you say was your biggest failure, whether it was personal or business? And then tell me what insight you may have learned from that. Yeah, it's funny because my worst year was my, my first year as a freelancer. I jumped off the corporate bandwagon. I created my, my own company to have more freedom. And in the first year, my wife says to me, Simon, it, it, that's not working. Simon, that's not working. You're working so much more than before. And I never see you. You, you fly around all the time. Come on, we're building a family here. This is not working. And so it was the, the worst year. And I had to find another way, a smarter way. Our second kid was arriving. I wanted to be more present at home. But my business model was broken because my business model was I fly to your city, help you create a market strategy. I fly back home. And that, and that was, you know, one day in Paris, one day in Berlin, never home, never home. And so I went like, can I do it? And this is also the year that, that helped me innovate most because I had to find a better way. And it was pre-COVID, but the internet was around. So I was like, come on, I can't have impact without flying there. I had a, a triathlon coach in my spare time. I would pay him 80 bucks every time we meet. So I said, okay, we meet once a month, but I will send you the data and uh, you can get my Garmin data. And he said, yeah, sure. And I was like, that's a smart, that's a smart model, right? So I, what if I do the same thing with my clients? I build a space where they show me the progress of the work and we discuss the numbers in an easy way and the internet makes that possible. And whenever they need me, they call me up. That's much smarter than in three weeks, we will have an eight hours workshop in your city with your team, right? So I started building that. I went into cranking mode, started building that. And now we have a very nice thing where basically 15 times per day, you can tag your sprint coach quickly. It's like Spider-Man and the, the, the guy in the chair, like, should I kick the left door or the right door? And he's like, give me a, give me a moment. Kick the left one. So this is now the sprint coach and it is super available. It's plug and play. It's 24 seven. It's also much cheaper because there are no flights. I don't have infrastructure and we have sprint coaches from San Francisco to LA to Indiana to Shanghai without having big expenses. So we are very lean and we can afford to have low prices and very good prices. And so that was the worst year, but it helped me innovate. And it sounds like 
that's very similar to <laughs> now. Uh, t- tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm thinking if I were to ask you what are the typical feelings that your clients or your prospects experience or the common mistakes that they make, it, it sounds like it's almost identical to what you went through. Does that sound correct? Exactly. So they call us when they're when they are crushing it, when they're doing five hundred thousand <laughs> per year, when they they're. Oh, I made my first million, Simon, and uh, and and then their friends go, "Oh, wow, wonderful!" And they go, "No, no, no, no! I'm dying inside here. <laughs> I cannot scale this chaos. I don't want more of this." So I'm going to guess that the reason they went into business and what they ended up not getting is what they actually do get out of working with you and following you or your coach's advice. Is, does that sound accurate? Yeah, so they feel that they need a smarter way to scale. And especially it's, it's now about scaling. Okay, growth, we, we've done that, check. But we want now, we don't want more clients. We want better client, And we want more time. We, we want our life back. So usually the first thing that we do is now founder, please write down how you are spending the day. So they start writing down. Uh, 6.30, I go running, 8 eight uh, first meeting, etc. And then we say two reflective questions. The one is, which one of these tasks could you hand over to somebody that can do it better than you? And the second question is, if you would live more freely and more intentionally, what would you do tomorrow? And with these two simple questions, five minutes every evening, they start finding their time wasters and things that they shouldn't really do. And then we ask them, okay, what do we do? Delegate, outsource, delete, or automate. And then they they check one of the boxes and bit by bit, we help them write down the system. And then when the system is written down, now you can hire somebody. Now you can hand it over in your team or you can start hiring somebody. And bit by bit, you create a system out of what you're doing. And this is where the magic happens. Now you start week by week having more time again. Let me have you slowly say those four things that you need to choose when you're looking at the activities. Yeah, with, so you have identified that this activity should be done by somebody else. It's, it's a time waster for well, you. Yeah. And then we say, can we delete it? Delete like it. Nobody does it anymore. Delegate it. Somebody else does it. Systemize. We need to write it down because later then we can delegate it. Mm-hmm. Or automate. Some things can be done by machines better. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it like Infusionsoft sending out emails? You, yes. you set up the program, it just does it. Yes. And there are more and more of these beautiful little things that take tasks from us. Exactly. Okay. The reason I, I wanted you to repeat that is if, if, if someone's not driving and they want to take notes, those are the four things to actually focus on. Do you have a case study? Sure that you could talk about without violating someone's um, confidentiality. Absolutely. So a consulting company started three months ago with Sprint because our sprints are always three months mm. because you, you, need, you need 20 days to break up patterns and you need around 80 to 90 days to build up new habits, new routines. So 90 days chunks. A consulting company, IT consulting company starts printing with us. They say our sales is low and we feel like reinventing the wheel with every new client. 
Okay, so we start making this time analysis with uh, the CEO, but also the responsibles of operations, of sales and of marketing. They start doing it and they identify a lot of time wasters. So we help them write the things down and delegate them more. Now we have freed up in the first two weeks, 13.6 hours per week of these four people. Uh, they have no hours, time. Is that 13 hours each? Each per week. Mm. Oh, okay. So we're Which talking is really about, good. Yeah. We're talking about a whole week's worth of work between the four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were working around 60 hours and now everybody was around 46 hours. And now they have time to work on the business instead of in the business. Yes. Which creates a different, more calm space. And now you can think clearly. And now we started thinking about joint venture partners. We started thinking about who could we collaborate with that has a bigger leverage in that market and that market. So we started having tasks that were now much more impactful with less time. And this created over the next weeks, of course, a lot of opportunities and we executed upon them. And they had an ROI on these 90 days of 1,575% of what they paid in terms of additional revenue. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, that's a good ROI. Spend a dollar and get a thousand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was pretty cool for them. And they are now starting their second sprint because they said, wow, now that we have done that, can we double again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> great, great. Okay. Is there some valuable resource that you can direct some of my listeners to that can help them solve the situations that they're in? Yes, all our tools are open source because we want the world to use them and to, and to have a better life. So you can go on our website, strategiesprints.com slash tools. And we have always a selection of our tools, open source there. You can use them, make them your own, feel free. They will help. In fact, I will have that link in the show notes for anybody who's driving, jogging, or just doesn't have pen and paper handy. Is there a question that I should have asked you that would give some great value to the audience? And obviously you could tell me the question, but I also want the answer. So what would that be? Maybe what COVID has taught me that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Okay. And what, what's the answer to that? Hey, now I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I, I could give uh, an answer for my son uh, in yeah. his business because he's a char chartered financial analyst, but no, let, let's have it from you. I have really realized that we are dependent on each other much more than we feel during the day. And that has humbled me how much we need each other. We need connection. We need sharing vulnerabilities, what doesn't work, what we need, but also what's going well and what can inspire others and give energy to others. This was something that I was not aware of when I was just jetting around the globe. I am now aware of it in these lockdowns. I'm much more open to this. Terrific. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Simon, for being on the show. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. If you'd like to know how books, movies, and society 
programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or money. Again, that's wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now. 